0: Welcome to the Property CEO Podcast, your inside track to the world of property, with your hosts, Ian Child and Richie Clapson. Hello and welcome to the Property CEO Podcast. My name's Richie Clapson and I'm here with Ian Child. Hello, everyone. And this episode, we're going to be
1: talking about outsourcing, but this isn't just any old outsourcing, is it, Ian? No, we're going to be looking at personal outsourcing, and we're going to be finding out exactly what your hourly rate is, which uh, should be interesting. Yeah, we are indeed. And uh, until you did this exercise on me, I didn't
0: realise how much my hourly rate was. And is it fair to say you were a little a uh, little bit shocked? Yeah, just a bit. The thing is, uh, I'd never looked at it this way before. Anyway, before we uh, get on with that,
1: uh, what have you been up to this week? Well, actually, I've been recruiting our, uh, our new IT director. You've been doing what? What do you mean, our IT director? Well, the current one's become, well, if I'm honest, a bit too smug for uh, okay. for his own good. Um, no, I probably shouldn't air our kind of internal personnel issues uh, on the podcast, but I mean, I think the world needs to know so that they don't get lumbered with the same IT director that that we had.
0: Okay, I see where you're going with this. You're thinking about when you rocked up in the office this week with your fancy big Apple Mac thingy that you've got to try out the new webinar software, and it didn't actually work, if I remember. It might be. Yeah, and so uh, what did we do? We ended up
1: using my £300 Lenovo laptop, and did it work? Well, it wasn't so much that. It was the fact that you came into the office the next day (laughs) wearing this homemade IT director's badge. Good, wasn't it? And a stupid smug grin. That was probably the point where I felt I needed to make a few, you know, changes in the IT area. Uh, But I wasn't wrong, was I? Just goes to show you can
0: buy all the fancy Apple equipment that you want, but when it comes down to it, my cheap and cheerful piece of kit was the thing that saved the day.
1: Sorry, did you call it a piece of kit? Yes. (laughs) I I think we're quite close to being on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) Look,
0: some people are Apple people and some people are non-Apple people. You know, some people want all the fancy bells and whistles to compensate for something that may be missing in their personality. Where right. you know, just some of us have the minimal equipment that's needed just to get the job done.
1: I see. So you you see me as being firmly in the the Apple camp. Already. Well,
0: I think that's a safe assumption, given that I don't think I've seen you use a single piece of equipment that wasn't Apple uh, since I've known you.
1: And you, you see yourself firmly in the the non Apple camp. Absolutely. So, so you wouldn't, for example, mind sharing with our audience exactly uh, which brand of mobile phone you currently have? What do you mean? What, both of them? What, you've got two phones?
0: No, no, I meant both of our audience members. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think they both got a right to know.
0: Okay, well, I'd admit to having an iPhone, but phones are a totally different thing altogether. Oh, totally different yeah
1: i couldn't couldn't agree more and uh, and of course that, that rather smart tablet computer i saw you uh, using earlier i couldn't help notice that it had quite a familiar sort of i don't know what you call it sort of fruit related logo on the back that would be a that's a new lenovo trademark is it no no well i can see where you go with this but
0: neither of those count because they're not laptops
1: Right, so this this radical uh, non Apple stance that you've taken is uh, is is quite specific. Well, yeah, I'm just making the point that my old Lenovo, three hundred quid's worth, got the job done when your brand new ultra expensive Apple couldn't. Right, so if you were a vegetarian, for example, you'd be kind of totally committed. A vegetarian. Oh. <laughs> we're totally committed to. Apart from the fact that you'd wolf down a load of sausages and pork pies. Is that about what was? Is that what we're saying? Here? No. Actually, thinking about it. Is that why, you know, that weight loss challenge that we did, is that why it ended up the way it did? Because you were totally committed to it, apart from the donuts and the slices of Rocky Road.
0: I think that's very unkind that you bring that up, and you know I am sensitive, so that's very unfair. Plus, it wasn't Rocky Road. It was a millionaire shortbread, if I
1: remember. Anyway, I couldn't help noticing that the old IT director's badge um, kind of disappeared next time I saw you.
0: Yeah, well, I was a victim of a boardroom
1: coup. (laughs) Now, would this be after you deleted one of our social media accounts by pressing the wrong button? It might, might have been. <laughs> <laughs> of what, of what board position do you hold now? Uh, dare well, I ask?
0: I don't, but I'm considering. I'm considering a new position. I'm going to be, perhaps be uh, the catering director. We've got a
1: vacancy for that, have we? Yeah,
0: well, to be honest, I think I'm on safer ground. I don't think I can make too many cock-ups in the eating department. Anyway, <laughs> we, we didn't come here to talk about my IT skills. Such eight. as they are. Well, such as they are. I did have the badge for a short period of time. We came here to learn about something that I've uh, not really come across before, which was the world of personal outsourcing. So let's get started. And first things first, Ian, what do we mean by the term
1: outsourcing? Well, it basically means getting somebody else to do something instead of you or instead of your business. So there's kind of lots of examples in the workplace. Uh, For example, a business might get outside caterers in to run the staff canteen. You might employ uh, a bookkeeper to do your accounts instead of doing it yourself. And a lot of people uh, in small businesses in particular can hire a virtual assistant um, to help them. That's another great example of outsourcing.
0: So you're going to try and outsource me, is that what, is that what you're We're thinking? We're working on it.
1: <laughs> They're trying to build the robot to replace
0: you. Oh, that'd be cool. Okay, so, so just thinking about this outsourcing, why do businesses actually outsource?
1: Well, it can be for a number of different reasons, but mainly um, it's, it's often because it's a distraction from their main business and they want to keep focused on their, their core activity. Uh, they don't have the skills or tools to do it that yep. well themselves. Or it's not cost effective for them to do it. You know, so they'd, they'd have to, for example, buy lots of materials, train staff to do something. Uh, and then they've got that investment there. Whereas actually their day-to-day business is something rather different.
0: So, so, you know, as property people, should we consider outsourcing? Should we be outsourcing?
1: Well, to be honest, it's not just property people. I mean, all people in business should look at outsourcing. And there's two types of outsourcing. So there's business outsourcing and there's personal outsourcing. And the key for both is to be aware of what tasks make you money or what tasks saves you time, and then to spend as much time as possible on those tasks. Not on
0: the money-making tasks,
1: yeah? Absolutely. So the biggest problem we have, really, is not realising what the best use of our time is. We become there's this phrase, busy fools, but it's yeah. very, very true. Um, just because you're working on something doesn't mean you're working on the right something. So, for example, let's just say you've got uh, some rental properties that you manage yourself and you think that the time that you spend them, managing them is, um, is simply a, a kind of cost of doing business. But you potentially could be making a lot more money by spending that time growing your portfolio instead. So managing the tenants yourself actually becomes a false economy, even though you feel like you're working in your business. You're sort of this busy fool.
0: You, exactly you right. So um, I get business outsourcing, um, but which is fine, and I think a lot of people will, but it's personal outsourcing that shocked me a bit because I never thought of it like that. I mean, can you explain you know, to our audience here what personal
1: outsourcing is? Okay, well, most people don't think of personal outsourcing, if I'm honest. Um, but something I learned from one of my old uh, business mentors. He once asked me if he could hire my services for an hour. And I was quite intrigued by this. And be, I, I think I would be as well. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, I, I agreed, and this is quite bizarre, he gave me an envelope and he said my fee was inside. Oh, yeah. And I'm as, even more intrigued. <laughs> as he handed it to me, he also said he'd taken the liberty of doubling my usual hourly rate as a gesture of goodwill. Oh. Now, I'll be honest, I didn't know well, exactly what my hourly rate was because uh, I, I, I was kind of working on my own business. Uh, you know, I wasn't consulting or anything. So I was kind of really curious to find out what he thought I was worth. And he knew my background. You know, if I, it was I'd, me,
0: I'd have given you an empty envelope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, he, he'd known that I'd, I'd run some pretty big business units um, for global companies and so on. So I was I – was, he, he kind of knew my background. So I, when I opened the envelope, um, and because it was quite thin – I kind of assumed he'd written me a cheque, but he hadn't. He'd uh, he opened it up. It was a £5 note.
0: I like him already.
1: <laughs> so I said, whilst I wasn't exactly sure what my hourly rate should be, I was, uh, I was pretty convinced it would be a bit more than a pound. I think he
0: was generous having now worked with you for a <laughs> while.
1: <laughs> and he, uh, he told me that because I only valued my time at £2.50 per hour, £5 was actually being generous.
0: Okay, so, so joking aside, whilst I think £5 is extremely generous for your hourly rate, but joking aside, why, why did he think that you, that you thought you were only going to be worth £2.50 an hour? Where's that come from?
1: Well, funny enough, that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty much what I said. <laughs> but instead of answering, um, he asked me where my nearest supermarket was. Which was, I mean, it threw me a bit, if I'm honest. So a strange fella. He's a strange fella. Um, so was well, to rent you by the <laughs> hour and know
0: where you're near a supermarket because <laughs> it gives you little brown envelopes.
1: But I told him. Huh? Um, and then he asked me how often I went there. So I said, well, you know, once a week. a stalker. Well, then he, then he asked me how long it took me to do the weekly shop. And, of course, it changes because, you know, in supermarkets, they move things around. So, yeah, yeah. But, um, so I said, well, it's about two and a half hours. Um, so kind of door to door. And then he said, had I ever heard of this thing called the internet?
0: Well, I Be- bet that through, yeah. To get it.
1: <laughs> because there's this new thing in town called online grocery shopping. Where yeah, yeah. the supermarket uh, would do my, my shopping for me and actually deliver it to my house. Okay. And he said it was really quite clever. And the best news was that they only charged a fiver for doing it. So he said, if I spent 30 minutes choosing what I wanted to buy on their website, I would save two hours a week by not having to go shopping myself, and it would only cost me a fiver. So, put another way, because I wasted two hours each week going shopping in order to save £5, my hourly rate was effectively £2.50. I
0: like it. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, it's a great way of looking at it. So, you know, what surprised me uh, was how many things in your personal life, though, that you could potentially outsource. I mean, shopping, you can see, but... You know, what else can you outsource?
1: Well, it goes back to that question of understanding what your time is worth. Because we, we kind of have that mental block when it comes to most outsourcing. We think that paying someone else to do a job that we can do ourselves is a waste of money. But actually, it's only a waste of money if you don't earn more money with the time you save than what you pay to them.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So since your, your own business doesn't pay you by the hour, you don't recognize the value of that hour that you spend on it. It only gets kind of recognised later uh, when, when the value of your business or your property assets are kind of increased as a result of the work that you've done. And your profits from property will be kind of way more than the cost of outsourcing. Another problem uh, is that we, we think it, it'll take longer to explain to someone else what needs doing than it takes to do the job. So it, 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 we think of it as being a false all, economy. We
0: always think of that, though, don't we? That's often the case, isn't it?
1: Well, What's the We reality, always though? think that, but the reality that only takes... Uh, it takes more effort the first time, but after that, it saves you time. So if you're only doing something once, I would agree it's a false economy to train somebody else yep. to do it. Uh, but if it's something that happens time and time again, then, yeah, it's, it's more effort the first time, but after that, it actually saves you time. And there are so sense. many things that you can outsource. So uh, a few that spring to mind, cleaning, cleaning the house, uh, ironing and laundry, Washing the car. There's one for you. I mean, your cars are always spotless. In fact, I'm surprised you actually have fine time to do property given that ratio of number of cars versus how clean they are. Um, and by contrast, you don't wash yours at all, do you? Well, I'm always too busy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, mowing the lawn. Another great one. And then kind My of the, that. the odd jobs around the house. Oh, so I do those. All, but all of these jobs, they may sound like the sort of thing that we all do day in, day out, and they've got to be done. Um, But they can all be done by someone else for a relatively small fee. And, of course, they all save you time.
0: But wouldn't some people think that having a gardener or maybe a cleaner is a luxury that, you know, they can't afford? Shouldn't they wait until their business is making good money
1: and and, and then afford it? But that's because they've got the uh, the wrong mindset. I mean, if you think about it... uh, Let me give you a hypothetical question. Uh, I'll give you two options. So, A, you could either pay £100 a week to get back... 10 hours a week of your time, okay. which you could spend on, say, creating a business or working on your existing business or your property empire, if you have one. Or you could save that £100 a week and not have a business. Which would you choose? Well, that's £100. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> so I, so I'd, uh, I'd pay £100 and get 10 hours.
1: Well, there's two interesting things about that, that kind of argument, isn't it? The first is that your, your business only needs to make uh, an additional profit of, what, £5,200 a year to be up on the deal if you're paying, you know, 100 quid a week. So to get a, a business to make more than £5,200, you know, that's not very much.
0: Although, for, perhaps for those that's not in business, particularly property business, that might seem a lot of money. But as a, as a property development business, that's pretty insignificant, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, but the, the even more interesting thing is that it's not a hypothetical question. You know, I've given you that A and B uh, scenario, yep. but but actually, everybody that's listening to this podcast has already decided whether they're an A person or a B person. In other words, yeah, if yeah. you've not decided to outsource already, then by implication, you've decided to take option B. In which case, your hourly rate is the same as the cleaner or or the gardener.
0: Back to our two pound fifty
1: or five of those you've got in your envelope. But even but, if it's um, for the for the cleaner or the gardener, you could pay a, a you know. Either? Yeah, between 10, maybe 20 pounds. uh, But again, 20 pounds. But you can you can pay uh, that that sort of money at the end of the day, you're still going to be getting you're going to be way up on the deal if you're investing that time instead in uh, in uh, your own business. Didn't you, though, get into hot water
0: recently for trying to suggest that people should even outsource the school run? I mean, do you want to try and explain that one and uh, stay fashionable?
1: Well, I love this one because the, the head and the heart instinctively have <laughs> kind of opposing views on it, don't they? Because I think if it involves your kids, your heart usually rules. So your heart might tell you that it's fundamentally wrong to entrust the safe delivery of your, your beloved offspring to a taxi driver. But let's let's kind of think about it for a second. Who is the better driver, you or them? Well, that would be, that
0: would be me, wouldn't it?
1: No, that would be them.
0: Well, okay.
1: <laughs> well, well, it would be you, wouldn't it? It <laughs> wouldn't be me, no. They are a professional driver who probably covers 10 times the miles that you cover each year, probably about yeah. half the speed, frankly. Um, <laughs> but who's, who's got way more driving experience than you do, um, probably not own quite as many cars, but they probably have, well, probably have a, a longer attention span. Um it'll be difficult, is it? <laughs> but the um if you think of it, which driver are the kids more likely to distract by talking, arguing, or playing up? Yeah, you know, is it you or the taxi driver? Yeah, well, there's no arguments there, that's for sure. Exactly. so so logically it makes sense. They've got more driving experience and they're less likely to get distracted. Um, and of course, if you can buddy up with other parents, you could make it even more cost effective as well, because if all your kids are going to the same school, you could come to an arrangement uh, with some other parents.
0: So, do you think that everyone should go down the personal outsourcing route?
1: No, I mean it, it, it's really about horses for courses. I mean, most people don't want a business, or uh, well, they don't maybe they don't want to invest in property. So there's there's no real wealth advantage in outsourcing if uh, if you're just going to spend the time you save sitting down and watching um, you know box sets, but. If you're someone who is either in business or who has uh, property, or or maybe you would like to do either of those, then freeing up your time, particularly during the startup phase, uh, I think is critical. And and business as well as personal outsourcing is a great way to do it.
0: And I think, I I guess in there, for people that want to get into development for the first time, as we always talk about, you can do development part-time whilst you're working. So this personal outsourcing... Uh, it, it could be one of these crucial things that frees up the these few hours a week that you need to actually get into development while still carrying on with your full-time career.
1: Absolutely, that's absolutely right.
0: Ah, that's interesting, interesting. Well, I, I think, I mean, that's that's really good stuff, just going through that, you know, this sort of personal outsourcing. As I said, some of that was new to me. Business outsourcing, you know, I've always known about, it. it's much more common, but personal outsourcing, you have to stop and think about it a little bit more. So some really interesting points, and I think Three key takeaways, if I was going to just sort of sum up that for our, for our listeners, is that don't think of it as you know, being a waste of money to pay someone to do a job that you could do it yourself. Think about what your own hourly rate is. I like that example with the Fiverr, although I think that was generous for you. I, I, like, <laughs> I like that example. So I think the second thing is, is start that personal outsourcing with the easy stuff. You just say maybe the cleaner or the gardener or get someone to wash your car. And thirdly, you know, take a good look at your business to see what outsourcing you can do there. You know, again, it's all too easy to fall into that trap of doing all the things yourself because you think it'll be quicker. You know, you know whether you like doing it or not, uh, I think it's irrelevant. If you can outsource it, you can get it done quicker, probably more professional it's definitely the way to go. So I think that's uh, that's really good.
1: And I think one of the things that it does also force you to do when you're paying somebody else money to do stuff that you could you could do, it, it kind of makes you think, well, I better start making good use of the time that I've saved because otherwise it be, definitely will become a false economy. Nobody likes spending money on stuff where it don't add value. So it really kind of helps you focus the mind and you get more done. And as you said, there's no point sitting there and paying the money
0: out and just sitting watching box sets. But I guess the other thing you can use this for, which is interesting, you can whilst in your business starting your business and getting going, it does give you that valuable time. and as you said if it was a hundred pound, that's five thousand two hundred in property. that's you know that's that's ten percent of your smallest development that you could probably do. But actually you can still use this outsourcing if you want to free up a bit of time. So you know we know that developments are sort of peaking in trophy and sometimes you know outsourcing some of those domestic things, if I could call them that, Well, actually give you a bit of time to have back with your family yeah so you know working for yourself as we all know is not a nine to five monday to friday so occasionally you've got to do a bit of business on a saturday or sunday well actually if you also if you've avoided cutting the grass or going down the supermarket or washing the car you can have time with the family so actually i think there's probably a balance you can use it for both things
1: Absolutely right.
0: Okay, Ian, that's, uh, that's really good. And uh, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for in this episode. So good luck with whatever outsourcing you decide to do in your life. Join us again next time, and we'll be giving you the inside track on another part of the property world. In the meantime, feel free to check out our other episodes, and you can visit our website, which is at propertyceo.co.uk. But until next time, it's good-bye for us both. Bye.